Well, today we're going to begin a brand new series I'm calling Unmasked. You know, for the past year, we have been told to wear a mask in order to protect ourselves and protect others. And uh, there has been, oh, so much controversy over the validity of this mandate. Experts on both sides of the fence have weighed in on the issue, and non-experts have as well. Well, in this series, we're going to talk about the fact that man has been wearing a mask for far longer than a year. Uh, This pandemic did not introduce the wearing of masks. Uh, Man has always worn a mask. How many are aware of that? Man has always worn a mask. Listen, I believe it's time to unmask and face our reality. Now, the definition of this word unmask is to expose the true character or hidden truth about something. No, I am not telling you to take off your physical mask. I'm talking about the invisible mask that all of us wear and try and hide behind. The mask that I want to talk about today is the mask called insecurity. Insecurity. Let's talk about insecurity today. How many of you have ever felt insecure? Would you raise your hands? I'll raise it up with all kinds of security. (laughs) Some of you are too insecure to raise your hand. Amen. Well, I want to suggest four things today as we talk about insecurity. I want to talk, first of all, about the fact. The fact, and the fact is everyone struggles with insecurity. Everyone, say everyone. Everyone struggles with insecurity. If you feel insecure, sometimes you are not alone. Everyone struggles with this issue. Some more than others, some way more than others, but you are not alone In the struggle. You might say, Pastor, surely not you. You are so bold. You are so confident. You are so strong. Surely not you. Yes, even the bulldog. Most of my insecurities came in my early years. I've worked through most of my insecurities. Uh, I don't have a real issue with insecurity, but, but, but get me out of my element, get me in a certain situation, and uh, it can come creeping back. The fact is everyone struggles with insecurity, and everyone's insecurity is specific to them. If you look in the Bible, you will see a host of insecure people. Aren't you glad God didn't just fill his book with perfect people? In fact, there are more imperfect, well, everyone's imperfect, but there are more people with problems and difficulties, you know, and messed up lives in the Bible than there are those that have it all together. Have you noticed that? And if you look in the Bible, you're going to see a host of insecure people. The good news is God seems to pick them for incredible assignments. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, Paul writes, he says, Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes when God called you. Instead, Paul writes, God chose those who the world considered foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. He goes on to say he chose the weak and those who had nothing to offer and used them to do mighty things. That's how I got in. Amen. 
No, friend, our insecurities don't disqualify us for God's use. Think Think about Gideon. Gideon had an issue with insecurity. You know, when God called him to to lead uh, an army to conquer the Midianites, Gideon responded by saying, and you'll find it in Judges chapter 6 and verse number 15, and his response to God was this, but Lord, how how can I rescue Israel? How can I do it? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. Think he had some insecurity issues? And how about Moses? Moses? Oh, yeah, you know, no, no one, perhaps no one did more for God than old Mo did, right? But Moses struggled with insecurity. When God called him to lead his people out of Egyptian bondage, Moses made all kinds of excuses as to why he was not qualified for the assignment. You can read about it if you have time, and not right now, please, but you'll find it in Exodus chapters number three and number four. Here's the good news this morning, and the good news is God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. God will take us where we are, and then God will develop us and prepare us for where he wants us to be. Everyone struggles with insecurity, and everyone's insecurity is specific to them. Let me ask you this morning, what makes you insecure? Listen, whatever it is that makes you insecure will be different than what makes me insecure, but everyone struggles with insecurity. Say everyone. Everyone struggles. All right, we talked a little bit about the fact. Now I want to talk a little bit about the fraud. Let's talk a little bit about the fraud. See, some... Some people try to cover up their insecurity by wearing a mask. You know, um, insecurity manifests itself in one of two ways. Some hide in a corner and some are over the top. Uh, you know, some, some uh, people fake confidence. Some of the people that you think are so confident, some of the people that you think are so self-assured that you think they have it all together, actually they are very insecure. The class clown who, who, who is always cracking jokes and always making funny and, and always calling attention to, the, to themselves is probably insecure and in need of validation. The know-it-all who always has an opinion and and talks louder than anybody else in the room in order to be heard. Probably insecure in need of validation. The person who is always first to volunteer, no matter what the situation, they they are always first to volunteer. Oh, they love to be at the front of the line in order to be noticed. It's probably insecure and seeking validation I think Peter was insecure now if you don't you can preach it your way when it's your turn to preach but it's my turn to preach I, I, I think Peter in the Bible had an issue with insecurity uh, why was he the only one to get out of the boat and walk on the water with Jesus it wasn't Jesus's idea Why was he the first to speak up on any and all subjects? 
Why was he the only one to draw his sword and, and defend Jesus when Judas came to betray him? Was it because he had the most faith? Maybe. Was it because, oh, he was the bravest of the bunch? Maybe. Or maybe, maybe out of insecurity he acted out in order to get attention to make him feel better about himself. Some people fake confidence. And and super confident people are often wearing a mask. I'm thinking of someone that I know very, very, very well. And they don't attend this church, by the way. (laughs) And they appear, they appear to be extremely confident and, and put together and totally in control. But the truth of the matter is, it's a mask. It's a mask that they are wearing in order to cover up the extreme insecurity that is hiding behind their mask. All right, we've talked a little bit about the fact. We've talked a little bit about the fraud. Now let's, let's examine the fate. The fate. What is the fate? What does insecurity lead to? Well, let me suggest too. First of all, insecurity can cause you to struggle in areas where you shouldn't. See, people who have an issue with insecurity seem to struggle in every area of life. Now, everyone struggles in some area. And no one is good, no one is an expert, no one is efficient or effective in everything. But everyone is in some area. Not in all areas, but in a particular area. Now, I know that you're not aware of it, but I'm, especially my staff, have no clue, but I'm terrible with technology. It doesn't interest me, and therefore, I have little energy for it. Now, it doesn't mean I don't want everything to be the latest and the greatest. I just don't want to be the person that understands it and makes it happen. (laughs) But there are things that I am good at. So I hire people to do the technical stuff, and I concentrate on what I'm good at. Paul writes in Romans chapter 12 and verse number 6, he says, having, having then gifts differing, say differing. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Use what? Use what? The particular gifts that have been given specifically to us. We don't all have the same gifts, but we all have gifts. Now, I could allow my lack of ability in the area of technology to cause me to become insecure. But instead, I focus on my strengths and I hire people to help me with my weaknesses. I'm not so insecure that I won't admit I need help. So don't allow an insecurity in one area to make you insecure in every area. 
I had a man talk down to me one time because I wasn't grasping his technological explanation on a matter. We were building this building and he was going into this long drawn out explanation on some technology and some stuff and 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 and, and he and, you know and he began to, to to look down on me and began to talk down to me. Well, first of all, he wasn't a very good teacher. He wasn't explaining the situation very well. And when he started talking to me in a condescending tone, I said to him, look, buddy. <laughs> I mean, no, that's probably not a good way to do. <laughs> but when he began to talk to me in this condescending, looking down his pious nose, attitude smarter than me kind of attitude, I, I said to him, I said, look, buddy. I said, if you want to have a preach-off, man, I'm ready. Let's get at it. (laughs) But don't expect me to be on the same level as you in this area where you're an expert in, where you went to school in, where you have 40 years of experience and much training in. God has given to all of us different gifts in order for us to excel in different areas. All gifts are needed. All gifts are needed. You know, after church is over today, I don't need anybody that can play an instrument or sing a song. But I might need somebody that can unclog the toilet. I might need somebody that can, you know, fix something that's broken. I mean, no, all gifts are important. All gifts are needed. All gifts are important. And no one has all the gifts. So don't allow your weakness in one area to keep you from using your strengths in another area. Don't allow your insecurity in one area to cause you to struggle in every area. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. God wants to use your particular gifts that he has given to you. Oh, we need you and we need your gifts. Often insecure people won't apply for positions they're qualified for. My father was a pastor, but my father never applied for the pastorate of a church with more than 75 people in it. And he was in the ministry for 50 years. But my father never applied for a church to be their pastor of a church that had more than 75 people in it. I told him one day, and I said, Dad, do you know who gets the position of pastor in bigger churches? He said, who, son? I said, those that apply. Those that apply. But my father was too insecure to apply. Insecurity can cause us to struggle in areas where we should not be struggling in. Is insecurity holding you back? Is it holding you back? You should be excelling in the area of your giftings, but insecurity keeps you from moving forward in that area. Here's something else, and that is insecurity robs you of true satisfaction. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 10, Paul says, we are his, speaking of God, we are his workmanship. One translation says, we are his masterpiece. 
created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I believe that God has a people for us. He has a place for us. And he has a plan for us. And our satisfaction in life is determined mostly by aligning ourselves with God's people, place, and plan that he has picked out for us. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11 says, God has given each of you, say each of you, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of gifts. Aren't you glad God has variety of gifts? Yes, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of gifts. Use them well to serve one another. He goes on to say, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. You know what I like? I like it when singers sing and preachers preach. I'm not real fond when the singer thinks they got to preach, and I'm not real fond when the preacher thinks he's got to sing. Amen? Oh, do you have the gift of speaking? Well, then don't sing, but speak. Speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Then do it with all of the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God. God has a plan for all of our lives, not just the pastor, not just the music director. God has a plan for all of our lives. Don't allow Satan to sabotage that plan by fueling the insecurities that you might have. Insecurity can cause you to struggle in areas where you should be excelling in, and it can rob you of the satisfaction that you should be enjoying in these areas. All right, we've talked a little bit about the fact, the fraud, and the fate. Now let's talk about the freedom. I want to I make two quick statements this morning. The first one is this. Jesus wants to set you free from your insecurity. If you're here this morning and you battle insecurity, I'm telling you that Jesus wants to set you free from the insecurity that you have battled your entire life. He wants to free you from what is holding you back and keeping you from experiencing his plan that he has for you. The psalmist said in Psalm 94 and verse 19, he said, he said, when doubts fill my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. And he said in Psalm 119, 143, he said, as pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your command. Hear me this morning, friend. God does not want your insecurities to cripple you or slow you down. He wants to set you free. He wants to release in you the incredible potential that he has placed in you. He has gifted you. He has has provided for you everything that you need in order to excel in a particular area. Not in every area, but there is a particular area. There is a particular direction. There is a particular blessing that is upon your life or a particular thing in life. And God wants this morning to release you from that insecurity and set you free and let you abound in his blessing and and see you excel in that particular area that God has chosen for you. Overcoming insecurity can never come through any secular means. 
You can't will it. It will take more than a positive attitude. It will take more than I think I can, I think I can, I think I can mentality. True security is found only in the Savior. I want you to get this this morning. If you haven't gotten anything else, shame on you because I've given you some good stuff. But I want you to get this if you don't get anything else this morning. And this is what I want you to get. I'm not trying to get you to believe in yourself more. I'm not trying to get you to believe in yourself more this morning. I'm trying to get you to believe in Jesus more. Oh, and who he can make out of you. Don't forget Ephesians 2 and 10 that we read a few moments ago, which says we are his workmanship. Oh, we are his masterpiece, which he created so we can do the good things he planned for us. A particular plan for us, and he has equipped us with particular things in life. Our personality. Is it purposeful? Amen. Pastor, you're a bulldog. Well, where God has put me in the last 48 years, Chihuahua, uh, for sure a lap dog couldn't get the job done. He uses your personality, who you are, who he made you to be. Amen. Your gifts, what you're good at, what comes easy for you. They're... He has given you everything you need to excel in the particular area that he has planned for your life. The enemy knows that as well. That's why he brings insecurity into our lives and tells us all the reasons why we can't when God has said we can. Amen. We are his workmanship, his masterpiece, which he created so that we can do the good things he planned for us. Pastor, why don't we do this, this, and this? Because that's not what God planned for us to do during the season of time that I serve you. But there are things that God specifically wanted done in the particular time frame he's placed me here to lead you. Let's fit into the plan of God, amen? Philippians chapter 3 or 4, verse 6, 7, and 13. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then, say then. Then you'll experience God's peace, which, ex- which exceeds anything that you can imagine. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Verse number 13. For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not trying to get you to believe in yourself more. I'm trying to get you to believe in Jesus more and what he can do in and through your life. The only way that we will overcome our insecurities is through our security in Christ. Our security. And we've been so, in the Pentecostal, full gospel, charismatic circles, we've been so afraid of eternal security that we've made our people eternally unsecure or insecure. I believe there's some security that we can find only in Jesus Christ. Amen.
And as we develop our security in Christ, our insecurities in ourselves will become less and less. The takeaway for the message today is this. Jesus can help us face our insecurities. We can overcome them through faith in him. It's time to unmask. It's time to take off our mask and face our reality. Father, I just pray that you'll take this word that has been shared this morning. Father, I no doubt in my mind, Lord, that this is exactly and precisely Lord, what you have directed for this particular service and for this particular people today. God, I pray today, Father, that you will help us take off our mask of insecurity, face our reality, find our security in you.